This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam from Thrive Financial Services, who have been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, The Wall Street Journal, and more. Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. What's your strategy to reduce taxes, generate income in retirement, reduce your risk, and get even more from Social Security? This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice about how you can make your money go a lot further in retirement. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Now, here are your hosts, David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. Welcome in, everyone, to another edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. I'm Joe Krause. Glad to be with you for another week. Karen is off today. Interesting conversation today. It's a headline that pops up a lot on social media. You'll see it on Facebook. You'll see it on Twitter. Five reasons, well, not five reasons, but the subject, Americans are retiring later in life. Today, we're going to zoom on five reasons why Americans are retiring later in life, David, but that seems to be a common conversation today, or it's becoming more normal, perhaps, than it was five years ago. Yeah, and uh, we'll definitely jump into that today, and uh, as always, we're really excited to you know share this information with you, really appreciate our listening audience. You know, Joe, as we've been doing um, you know seminars over the you know, over the whole period of time that we've been doing, we've always gotten feedback and, you know, people, you know, wanting to meet us and things of that sort at the seminars. But I don't know, very recently, probably over the past two, three months, um, a lot of the folks that are attending our seminars are coming from our radio audience. So it's really exciting to see that. It's exciting to meet them. Uh, and it's really, uh, love the feedback that they give us. And it really does validate for us here at Thrive um, that what we're doing is having impact you know, the questions, you know, that whole concept of creating the awareness and then the education. And when people come up and they're saying, hey, I had a question about this or I had a question, it's really good to see that we've instigated those conversations, you know. And then just, just the, you know, kind of the, the feedback of, hey, we love you guys. You guys do a great job on the show. You know, keep going and all that. You know, it's, and, and it, it, it spreads over to you as well, Joe, you know, because they say, oh, yeah, Joe's great when he says this or that and all that good stuff. I got so. a nice note on LinkedIn from a gentleman the other day who sent me in a note and said, hey, I listened to you on Roadmap to Retirement. I wrote him back, hey, thanks for listening to the show. You yeah. know? So good stuff. It, it, it is good. And I will tell you this, from a, from a standpoint of pushing out and pro- providing content, which is created by the education that you have and the knowledge that you have, it's very gratifying to know that people are consuming what you're providing because I think that information is priceless and I think it's information that we wouldn't know if we didn't get. I I don't know if that makes sense in terms of what I'm saying, but if I'm not listening to you, if I'm not sitting with you and Brett and Karen every week, I'm not learning. I don't know this stuff. So it's really, really good stuff. Yeah, and it it gives us, you know... it really gives us that sense of obligation to be, to do it, 
you know, to, to put out the volume of it, to the consistency of it, um, do all these seminars, do the radio show, produce webinars, because it's something that's needed. You know, I mean, it's really needed. And our topic today, uh, which we'll dive into, we think there's, you know, our research has shown there's five major reasons, you know, that Americans are retiring later in life. So we're going to cover those, you know, and, um, just wanted to comment real quick too, you know, it is, um, Karen hasn't been on the show a couple of times and just want to let people know that it's summertime, you know, and Karen's actually, this topic starting to, you know, Karen's starting to think about this topic a little bit. Well, Karen's here in spirit today because as Brett said, as Brett said in the pre-show, we have a list. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. So, so she, uh, yeah, she's enjoying herself. It's summertime, taking off, getting prepped for, we got a couple of big trips coming up. Next week, we'll be out on vacation. And then um, Karen treated me. It's going to be my 60th birthday. Did you say 60? 60. 60. About it, yeah, sixty. Um, next weekend. next week, actually, yeah, next weekend, yeah, yeah. So for uh, for my sixtieth, she's taking me to Italy. We're heading over for three weeks, and wow. I'm getting to go to a Formula One race, which Heck I'm incredible. a big love. Formula One. We're going to be in Milan to see, hopefully, Ferrari finally win a race for the year. And then just kind of tour Italy for, you know, a couple of weeks. So really looking forward to that. Wow. What a great trip. What a great gift. Well done, Karen. I just asked when I get to 60, I asked my wife if I can have a golf cart. (laughs) And you know what she said? No. I want you to walk. Yeah, it's better for you. I want you you. to get the steps. (laughs) I want you to get the steps. I love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, talking about turning 60, right? People retiring later in life. This is kind of interesting. I was watching a podcast of, you know, banter from younger people. And the question in the podcast that popped up is, when do you think people start feeling old? And that was a really interesting probing question. The shocking part of it, and these were younger people, I'd say in their late 20s, early 30s, they said that there was a poll done that people, once they turn the age of 43, they start to consider themselves old. And I found that shocking. I'm going to be 60 years old, and I still feel like I'm a high school kid. Now, there are certain mornings, you know, that you get out of bed and you're like, holy smokes, what, what did I do? I know I exercised, but I didn't feel it there, you know what I mean? But that's really kind of shocking, that people think at 43. I think, you know, and we'll talk more about this in the show right now, you know, why are people retiring earlier, uh, later? We're going to go through the financial side, but the psychological side, you know, people are living longer, right? Um, People are exercising, maybe eating better, healthcare is better, you know, all those things. Um, You feel younger longer, you know? You stay sustained. I don't know. So we'll jump into that. It becomes a want to versus a have to. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, sometimes too, on the flip side, right? People have to keep working because they didn't plan financially for the retirement. Yeah. So it's taken a lot longer as well. So, yeah. So that's I, another part of it. have to. to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And with all the headwinds that we've got coming up today, right? In, in today's times, we've got, and I don't care, you know, this week was an interesting data week from a financial perspective. We had earnings week. Those were completely mixed. Um, we hear inflation keeps coming down. You know, I keep talking about this $14.5 dollars 
dollar <laughs> quart of chicken soup that I got at Wegmans. You know, people like I show them the picture, and just, it's shocking. Like again, so we've got inflation, we've got increased taxation, we've got market volatility, right? We got the Dow going through the roof, but the rest of the market's kind of all over the place, and then people are living longer. So we really have to plan for that. You really, really have to plan. Today's show is going to be a lot of that. So again, as always, if you have any questions whatsoever, reach out to us here at Thrive. Give us a call at 215-798-9088. Ask us questions. How we can help is you can schedule an appointment with us, come in and spend an hour, get all your questions answered, You know, have a cup of coffee, and find out what's retirement going to look like. Good stuff here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Also, by the way, my Zillow alerts that I get now are Zillow alerts with properties being decreased. Big time. That's going down. So even that element of the market, which for us, when we get to a point where our home, our primary home is a home that that we have a lot of equity in... um, there's we always even, talk about lagging yeah. and leading indicators. Yeah. yeah, It doesn't always happen today. Yeah, no yeah. doubt Cause about it. Cause and effect. Yep, no doubt about it. As we go to our first commercial break here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar and Brett Elam today, uh, we'll give you some messaging for some upcoming workshops. There's only three opportunities to uh, get signed up over the next couple of weeks, uh, unless you're going to Italy and you're going to run into David at the Formula One race. Uh, so do that by calling 215-798-9088. Back in a moment. And welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Again, we thank everybody for tuning in, and we thank our listeners for populating and coming out to uh, the workshops. Again, if you heard one of those upcoming workshops and you'd like to get registered, call 215-798-9088 or simply go to Thrive financial services.com. David, over to you. Yeah. So let's jump into these five reasons Americans are retiring later in life. Um, There's a lot of great data about it. And, um, you know, some of what it says is Americans are now retiring three or four years later in life than they did three decades ago. And it's puzzling researchers and reversing a trend that had lasted more than a century. So, you know, some of the reports uh, and studies have basically confirmed this. Gallup said they found out that from 1991 to 2022, the, excuse me, the average U.S. retirement age rose from age 57 to 61. Uh, The American Enterprise Institute said that from 1990 to 2019, the age rose from 62.6 to 65.6. And then the Center for Retirement Research, which is a nonprofit research group based in Boston, they focus solely on the male workers, but reached a larger, the uh, reached largely the same conclusion that from 1991 to 2021, the average re- uh, retirement age climbed from almost 62 to almost 63. So, you know, what what makes that so startling is that for about a hundred years, history had been moving us kind of in the opposite direction. You know, if we look back, you know, like the night, you know, the 1880s, American men began retiring younger, possibly thanks to 
big pensions that, you know, the government was providing for like the civil war people. Um, and then in the 20th century, as social security, uh, safety net expanded, right? That's when, you know, social security started in 1935 and then Medicare started in 1965. So workers continued to end their careers earlier in life. And, you know, the average retirement age kept kind of lowering up until around the 1980s when it slowed down to a halt. And then all of a sudden in the 90s, it started climbing back the opposite way where it was going longer and longer. Yeah. And there's been a couple exceptions to that. Most recently was obviously the pandemic. Actually, the Pew Research Center said from 2019 to 2021, there was actually a slight increase in the number of Americans age from 55 to 64 um, who became retired. It jumped uh, about a half percent from 16.6% to 17.1%. And again, there's only a couple of exceptions. Again, that was a short interruption of that 30-year trend. And I think the pandemic had everything to do with it. Again, they called that time period that we just came through called the Great Resignation. Again, people just retiring earlier just with everything that they were facing. But again, the bigger picture, um, as David just alluded, is that Americans are, are simply retiring later in life, again, after a century of retiring early. So we're going to dig in and start talking about what could explain this. So let's jump into our very first reason that Americans are retiring later. Let's talk about Social Security. Yeah. So changes to Social Security have been a real, a real driver of delaying retirement. And something that's interesting about it, Joe, is a lot of people think taking Social Security is synonymous with retirement. Yep. And when we meet with people, we try to get them to dislocate the two because they're kind of independent decisions. Right, Social Security has rules and regulations to it that if you, if you analyze Social Security... Now, one of the things I want to just say real quickly, we get the question all the time from radio listeners, people come to seminars, people come in for consultations. I think, this is the quote, I think I'm going to take Social Security early because I'm afraid that it's not going to be there for us. And look, there's a lot of information in the press. They talk about the Social Security Trust Fund. What's the date there, Brett? They're 2034, 78 cents on the dollar. Like, that's all they can afford at the run rate they're going right yeah. now. Yeah. And that's an actuarial type thing. And people think that the Social Security Trust Fund has basically been pillaged and all the money. That's not the reality of what's going on there. And I think ultimately what will happen related to the Social Security is that you know, I'm going to be 60 next week. My full retirement age is 67, right? Now, Brett, you're you're 46, right? 46. Yeah. So I do classify classify myself old. So it was interesting. You said that 43. You did. I bet I, I bet I had a heck of a year. So I was like, huh? I was curious as to what age you just said. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I think about Social Security too. I don't bank on it like maybe you might, but yeah. I don't bank on it. That's a. But I got a couple more. I got about a decade and a half ahead of you that I need to be starting to consider with all the issues that are out there. Of is it going to be there or not? Can we is rely my on social security? I'm 58. Is my what's feel my relatively age? okay? You're now? good. Yeah. 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 So I want to make two points. Number one, Joe, I want you to mark down 
that I consider myself young and, and, Brett, and Brett considers himself old. old. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make, right? You said you wake up some morning. Very interesting dynamic. It, Very interesting, <laughs> yes, it right? Is. It's all mindset. Um, so that's one. So my point is, you know, my full retirement age is 67. I'm not sure how much it would get adjusted for somebody's Brett's age, but like my daughter, 27, my youngest, 22, definitely going to be impacted. Mm-hmm. You may end up seeing a full retirement age of in the 70s, right? 72, 73, 74. It's already on the table. Right. Being introduced of 69. Yeah. I'm 67. So that's on the table right now. So that's, a, you know, that's a big deal. But the point that we're trying to make is that dislocation from social security and retirement is important. You need an analysis of your social security not to make a random decision on it, but one that is based in logic so that you maximize the benefit and the tax efficiency of the situation. Don't let the emotions kick in. So changes to social security have been a major driver, like I said, of uh, retirement. And the Center for Retirement Research found back in the 80s Congress raised the program's full retirement age from 65 to 67, like I said. This meant for many Americans retiring earlier, benefits would be reduced. Now, today, for example, if a person's born after 1960 tries to claim at age 62 instead of 67, they could lose between, uh, they probably would lose about $300 of a $1,000 benefit. Now, their benefit might be different. You know what I'm saying? Just, it's that percentage deduction by taking it too early. And, you know, from my perspective, it's, it's kind of... It's, That's a month, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, but it's, it's getting whittled away. And that's, that's basically what I just talked about. So... Yeah, I mean, it's, what's interesting, what David just said is 1980s, they made those rule changes. And they just took effect right now. It was 30 plus years backwards. So these changes we're talking about going from age 67 to age 69, that may be, as David just said, maybe not my generation, but maybe his children's generation. So again, they they give people time to prepare. But again, you start talking about some of the other tweaks out there related to Social Security. Again, they incentivize retiring later. It was actually in the 1970s that Social Security introduced what they call delayed retirement credits. Again, every year that you retire greater than your full retirement age, they give you an extra 8% each and every year. And then in the year 2000, Congress repealed what they called was the earnings test, which was an income threshold that many saw a penalty for working in old age. Again, if you work greater than your full retirement age, there is no threshold. You can work and collect at the same time with no reduction inevitably to your benefits. So, in spite of all that, most beneficiaries still claim Social Security before their full retirement age. Actually, in 2021, for example, 57% of new beneficiaries were under the age of 66, which was that new full retirement age for that year. Again, what does that mean? And it's the most popular age that people collect. It means that the majority have received reduced benefits. Again, the most popular age that people start receiving benefits is at that age 62. Is that correct? That um, if I'm on Social Security, I've, I've reached a point where I've started Social Security, I can still work a full-time job and not affect my 
monthly the monthly amount that I get from Social Security? It's all depending upon what age you are. So again, there is an earnings test if you're like 62, 63, 64. But if you're 66, 67, again, and then 67 and above, zero restrictions. You can work as much as you want and collect full at the time. Same time. Full time, part time, whatever it is. Again, there's some limitations to that earlier in the, the equation. Yeah. Why don't we cover that? Why don't? Because I think that's a question a lot of people have. Because we know statistically, fifty percent of the American population starts their social security at the youngest possible age of sixty-two. Right. So we got people that want to continue working and they start, but now they're going to be impacted via social security with reduced benefits. Yeah, I had somebody actually in the Exton office earlier this week, and he's working a couple more years to get to that Medicare age, but Mrs. had just turned 62. She's collecting her Social Security, had to leave her job because she was making $40,000 a year. How the rule works, if you're under that full retirement age, for every dollar you earn greater then about, approximately about $20,000, just use that $20,000 figures, pardon me, for every $2 that you earn greater than $20,000, they take a social security dollar away. So this young lady, and again, if you've looked at any of the school systems, they need bus drivers. She went and started driving a bus um, here in the at Chester County area, where now her income was below $20,000. So she was still able to work and collect, but you have to be sensitive to, am I going to be able to keep the job that I've had for years and collect early? The answer is no, if you're earning more than that $20,000 threshold, if you're 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, et cetera. So here's the easiest thing. Like, you can see the complexity of it, Joe? Yeah, for sure. The easiest thing to do, give us a call, 215-798-9088, and get a social security maximization analysis. It, it, it'll take us an hour. We run this report. It gives you the absolute detail. It does all the math for you, and it'll justify your decision of what makes sense. Brett and I, or anybody on our team, can also decipher it for you when you have those specific scenarios like Brett just talked about and say, here's what you should do. Yeah, so. I wonder how many people in the listening audience are actually thinking what I'm thinking. Geez, I didn't know that. I could work as much as I want to without affecting Social Security later. after a certain period. That's it. Later on. Very confusing. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Back in a moment. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, sitting in with David Bazaar and Brett Elam today. We thank everybody for tuning in and being a part of um, our show today. Don't forget to drop David a happy 60th birthday email uh, to Thrive Financial Services. Uh, and thanks, thanks for yeah, You got it, man. Enjoy it, man. You're a young 60, brother. I love it. Awesome. So, um, all right. So, we covered one of the reasons, Social Security, you know, with all the rule changes and kind of the lack of clarity. That's one of the reasons people are retiring later in life now. We're going to talk about the next one, which we call the 401k revolution. So another factor is a generational shift in how Americans are actually doing their planning for retirement. Starting with baby boomers, Americans have have really um, kind of switched from what we call defined benefit plans, like pensions and annuities, to um, what we call defined 
contribution plans, which are the employer-sponsored 401ks and individual retirement accounts. It's been a a huge shift. I mean, when we do on our seminars, and I ask people, how many of you are anticipating getting a pension? And, and we have a pretty diverse group of people that come, right? So I would say at the early ages, we see people in our seminars in their early 50s. And then we see people you know, in their late 70s, early 80s, maybe even in mid 80s. Um, it's always, always the older people, right? The people that have already gone over 70 or 75 years old, they're the ones that raise their hands on pensions. And you know, pensions are a great thing. Um, I guess it was around, uh, like in the 40s, about 58% of American households had access to a defined benefit plan. So um, after that, 1965-ish, that kind of mid-60s area, it was less than 5% of the population. That's staggering. Right? I mean, it just... Like they figured out, hey, we can get away with not doing it. So the difference is really significant. With a pension, the worker knows exactly how much money he or she's going to be paid in retirement. With a 401k, you know, they only know what what's contributed. It's based on performance. There's really no defined benefit. Again, you saw, as we just talked about, people living longer. Companies wanted to shift that risk from themselves to the worker. So again, when you think about it, when you ha- it's not an automatic retirement paycheck that starts at XYZ like a pension is. Again, one, the defined benefit plan that David just spoke about is an income payment. The other one, like the 401k, again, it's just that pile of money. And then with all the market volatility that we've seen over the last couple of years, there's no guarantees. That coupled with people living longer, like how do I handle that? So again, according to the Center of uh, Retirement Research, the reliable paychecks of pensions gave workers the incentive to retire sooner than later. Again, workers with 401ks, meanwhile, as I said, risk running out of money if they retire too early or in a down market. And again, as a result, those defined contribution plans, again, the 401ks, tend to retire one or two years later on average than those with the traditional pensions. I think about the people that we meet that might be in their late 50s, early 60s, and they may already be retired. They got a pension. They're teachers, they're union workers, they're working in the biopharmaceutical, might be working for PICO in this area, firefighters, policemen, they're, and they may go get a second career, but they're able to get that pension. It's such a big deal. I know my mother was a school teacher, has been collecting her pension for almost 21 years now. Month in, month out. You know what she's not worried about is the market, if that check's going to be reliable or not. So it's a big deal of that shift going from a defined contribution, um, pardon me, to a defined contribution plan, again, a 401k plan versus the pension. It's a big deal. So let's jump into our third By the uh, way, I don't reason. want to call pensions. I don't want to call pensions a dinosaur, but they, they are, are. On, they're on their way out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, I, on their way out. and I think before we jump into the next um, reason people are retiring later, we could talk a little bit about 401ks, IRA accounts, SEP plans, things of that sort, right? Because, uh, and I don't know if it was last week's show we talked about it, but one of the headwinds that we've got is market volatility. Now, we believe very strongly in a very diversified approach from an investment perspective when you build out for retirement, right? Cash today is you know, is definitely an asset class. And with interest rates the way they are at banks and treasuries and things of that sort, it's definitely come back into vogue where you've got complete and utter safety. 
Maybe you are, maybe you're not, based on your perspective, outperforming inflation on those types of things. But it definitely has relevance today as compared to you know the past few years. Equities, right? Investing in the stock market, whether that's domestically or internationally, should always you know be exposed to the market with the proper percentage. Uh, bonds, which you know primarily treasuries, but there's still other types of bonds, corporates, and things like that, that are giving good yields. Uh, and then you have alternative classes, right? There's many, many, many things today that you can be investing that are outside the things that I've just mentioned. So one of the things that I don't think that gets looked at is people leave their retirement up to a degree of susceptibility. And a lot of folks that we meet with tell us that they really have not touched, quote unquote, their 401k since they started it, right? Like no rebalancing, no reasset allocation, just kind of a set it and forget it. And quite often, we will see people invested in what we call target date funds, Right, these are mutual funds or ETFs that are they're they're designed to shift from equities to bonds based on age, and many times you know they're shooting towards a retirement date. Let's say you're going to retire in 2030, and you know today we're there. Um, they don't have it set that way, right? It's it's just completely off balance. The second part of that is we don't uh, uh, folks tend not to do. Um, stressed testing, right? Stress testing on their portfolios. So that's one of the things that we do here at Thrive, right? You want to know, is my portfolio, the way that it's designed today, acceptable for the risk that I'm willing to take and then aligned properly, right? Do I have it prepared to make sure it's going to do what I need it to do to get me to retirement? So one of the things that we do here, well, we actually do two, right? We do an overall stress analysis on the retirement as a whole. That's looking at Social Security, Medicare, taxes, long-term care, health insurance. It's looking at everything and trying to bust your retirement. You want to know where kind of what's the guardrails, and then we run a, a tool called Riskalyze, and what that does is look at the portfolio and compares what's going on inside the portfolio, tests it for stress, and see whether it weathers the storm. You know, it's kind of like getting a good, you know, a CAT scan, an EKG, a blood analysis to make sure hey everything's working okay. It's really kind of shocking that people haven't. They don't do that on a routine basis. It's kind of, it's an afterthought. So if what I've just shared with you kind of hits you a little bit and say, hey, you know what, geez, that really does make sense. The easiest thing again, Joe, is just give us a call at 215-798-9088. Schedule that complimentary consultation. It takes an hour. We sit down, we talk. You'll walk out with that type of a report that says, hey, I'm pretty good or I got to make a few minor adjustments. I might venture to guess, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but just so chalk it up to being an opinion. I'm not sure they can get that level of uh, of testing done to their to the, by the parameters that you set from anywhere else. You, you know, it's an amazing tool that is being that that you provide for people when you zero in on stuff like that. I think it's the combination of things that we do mm-hmm. where I think most, you know, maybe, and again, I'm not going to speak to it, but maybe, you know, it, it's more uh, focused or, you know, less comprehensive. 
Um, we try to bring in all the pieces to look at it holistically. 360 degrees. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, back in a moment. Get registered right now at thrivefinancialservices.com for an upcoming workshop on July 26th being held at the Spring Mill Country Club. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com to get registered or call 215-798-9088. That's 215-798-9088. Get educated, get registered July 26th at the Spring Mill Country Club. We'll see you there. Our final segment on this edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar and Brett Elam. Shout out to Karen Bazaar as she's listening to today's show on a podcast, enjoying our list today uh, of covering and talking about uh, Americans are retiring later in life. Why is it? And we're covering some of that discussion today. David, over to you. So we've covered uh, Social Security's one reason. Second reason is the 401k revolution and kind of the decline of pensions. And then the third reason is health insurance, right? Which is certainly a huge topic. Um, it's one of the major considerations for anyone planning to retire is like, hey, how, how am I going to pay my medical bills? It's also, you know, sometimes it's the thing that prevents people from retiring because they think that they got to wait to get to Medicare age but there's many ways to navigate health insurance to get you retired when you want to retire. So unfortunately, though, health care costs in the U.S., as I think we all know, have just completely skyrocketed. Employer-provided health insurance for retirees has completely declined. I mean, this creates an obvious incentive for Americans to delay retirement because they got to get to that retirement age, quote unquote, where Medicare or something's going to assist them with the process. You know, if they stay with their employer, they continue to receive the health insurance. And if they leave, they get forced to purchase insurance on their own is what it comes down to. That's the big decision. Well, even and quickly, even if they're let go by their company. They have to purchase Cobra. Health, uh, Cobra, yeah, they have to purchase. Health and insurance. it's expensive. Yes, it is. One hundred and two percent of what your employer was paying. That's that's crazy. Yeah. So, so a little bit to what David said again. When you look at the two biggest bills you probably face in retirement, it's probably taxes and healthcare. So, alluding to what David said, that less and less and less employers provide that healthcare coverage is a big deal because I think when people come in as part of your retirement to thrive. Uh, sessions with us, the most common age I hear people, when do you want to go to retire? It's age 65. And you look at them right in the eye and say, is that because that's when Medicare starts? And they said, yes, because I don't because my employer doesn't give you anything. But to what David just alluded to, it's understanding it's penny in the state of Pennsylvania. It's the, it's the exchanges that the government has created where it's almost like people are, are almost hijacked from living their life. And again, what third reason of why Americans are retiring later, but it doesn't have to be. And, it, you know, at the workshop last night um, that I had had a young lady, when we, I started talking about awareness, she actually said the definition of what we talk about on the radio show is a, radio, uh, a regular ra- radio listener and understanding that there are plans out there that just people aren't aware of questions or conversations that need to be had that you didn't know that needed to be had by asking a series of questions that you didn't even know that needed to be asked. And when you understand that there's so many different ways on how you can get credible health insurance coverage before that age of 65, all of a sudden people's eyes open and they're like, 
I don't want to work anymore if you're telling me there's a way to get out. So it's understanding health, health insurance definitely is a reason that people are retiring later, but it doesn't have to be. And if you're sitting there 61, 62, 63, before Medicare age saying, I think I have enough money, but man, this healthcare bill really scares the heck out of me. The encouragement is to give us a call at 215-798-9088 and to come in and sit down with us just like we helped out many other members of our Thrive Army of just sharing with them how to navigate healthcare before that full retirement. Yeah, and it's so- 65. It's so gratifying too when you can help kind of fulfill somebody's wish like if i you know if i could i'd retire right now but i know i can't you know and and one of the big excuses like it. brett said is hey you know i, I gotta wait because of health care costs no you don't know the rules like we can help you get to a point where those health care costs are so minimal you you're going to retire. It just let's get you to that point. Just knowing that, a, you know, the importance of not only knowledge, but applied knowledge. You said uh, it. Yeah. hundred percent. As a matter of fact, I think, um, don't we have a lunch and learn coming up next month? That's all about healthcare. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it is. Do you know all that the date on that is, I believe it's the third Wednesday in August. I do know that. So we'll so pro- maybe we'll post that up, but I know we're bringing in an outside expert, yep. uh, somebody that works strategically with thrive um, we do these lunch and learns for our clients, Joe, but, um, you know, this might be a good one to kind of open up a little bit. So we'll, we'll figure that out yeah. maybe post that up on the show. Um, so, so we covered social security, 401k and health insurance are three major reasons that people are retiring later in life. The fourth reason is people are healthier. You know, people are getting healthier. So another, um, it's simple, right? Like Americans are living longer. They are living healthier. According to the Center for uh, Retirement Research, life expectancy of men who are age 65 and older has increased by about 3.7 years since 1985, around the time retirement ages stopped going down. We're living a lot longer. Um was said by the gentleman who uh, ran that report. He said, when social security was first put in place, people were not living into their 90s. Like one of the stats that we quoted our seminars that came out of the US Census Bureau is that if you've got a married couple who reaches the age of 65 together, there's a 50% chance that one of the spouses is going to reach age 92 and then there's a 25% chance that one of the spouses is going to reach age 95. And when I say that at the seminar, it's really interesting to watch the couples, right? Because everybody turns to each other, you know, looking, it's like, who's, who's going to make it that long? But at the same time, there's also a little bit of a panicked look that come over, you know, kind of comes over people's expressions like, are we going to be okay, right? Are we going to navigate it all successfully? Yeah, talk about healthier Americans. David just said it. When Social Security first started, people on average collected for three, four, five years, and now people are collecting for decades. So the stress that's put into that system. That's why I can't get the golf cart. Because I have to keep moving. Yeah, maybe at 75. That's when you'll be deemed (laughs) deemed old and not healthy. But again, talking about healthier retirees, again, I need to get myself on that track. But talk about the that longer life expectancy reflects better health, which the study found was strongly correlated, obviously, to that later retirement. And as one might expect, the people with healthier bodies and fewer disabilities tend to work longer. And you see that shift. Again, 
again, from the wars to from manufacturing to now the service industry of who we've become. And you just think about the history of this nation again, since the 1980s, manufacturing in the U.S. has declined quite a bit. And the service industry has completely soared where people, a lot of people now are sitting behind desks, which they can continue to do because it's not the physical agony that people had faced where maybe they're only lasting 20 or 30 years. Now people can go 30, 40, 50 years. And so you see it a lot of clients that, again, reasons why they continue to work is because they can. Again, we talked about as we started the show off, want to versus have to. Sometimes people want to continue to work um, where we talk about things like phased in retirement, or maybe I don't want to go five days a week. Maybe I'm going to cut it back to two or three days a week. And we're even seeing it today with all the people that are retiring, the skill sets of the people that are coming into the workforce just don't have it. Where even people that are collecting pensions and are healthier, but they're just like, I'm ready to hang it up. You see so many employers calling back all those retirees saying, can you come back in and start helping us train some of these younger people as well? So a little bit of a crisis of a, almost a knowledge gap that's happening with it as well. So definitely higher retire, healthier retirees, definitely another reason as to why people are working longer and longer. Yeah. And that's something that we address when we have conversations. You know, I talked about, you know, our first meeting with a perspective, you know, somebody just wants to come in and talk. Maybe they're a prospective client. Maybe they just want to get a complimentary consultation and a second opinion. Um, we actually call that our connection meeting. Like in our industry, like a lot of people call it a discovery meeting, a fact finding meeting, all of that. When you when you think discovery meeting or you think fact finder, it's very clinical, right? It's it's like. Um, it's like going to the doctor's office, right? I'm going to get evaluation. I'm going to have to give a sample of this, a sample of that, sample of that. We call it a connection meeting because we think so much more in the periphery about retirement. We actually wrote a book about it, right? We had this book called Reinventing Retirement. And the goal of it was to really tell people about preparing for retirement, not from a financial perspective, but kind of the holistic perspective, you know, figuring out what are you retiring to? What are you going to do to keep passion? Purpose, what are you going to yeah. do to keep purpose? And yeah. that's the big deal, right? Without purpose, kind of people start to lose reasoning to stay healthy and be fulfilled and all Put those types of things. all the time without vision. Yeah, right. right? Without people vision, matters. that's it. So, um, so it's important, right? And um, you you can go onto our website at thrivefinancialservices.com. dot uh, com. We have reinventing retirement on there. It's an ebook and uh, it's a great read. It's easy and uh, gives you a lot of perspective. We got another one in the wings that we're writing right now that kind of expands a little bit further. So we've talked about social security. We talked about 401k revolution. We talked about health insurance. We talked about people living longer. Um, those are four reasons that people are uh, retiring later in life. And then the last reason is marriage, surprisingly, right? Marriage. The Center for Retirement Research found uh, stu the study that they did focused on men, um, but women do play a role in delaying retirement. Especially in my household. Kind of said that as a joke. And, and, and Karen's not here. So you notice she's not here and I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, right? <laughs> Women play a role. 
So many couples prefer to retire at the same time, and wives are typically younger than their husbands by about three years, actually, on average. So this means as more women join the workforce over the past century or so, more and more of them began to push their husband's retirement back a few years. Um, the, the husband of a woman retiring at 62, for example, might decide to retire in the same year when he's 65. So it's that kind of like, you ain't retiring until I retire. You're not going to enjoy yourself for three or four years laying on the couch, playing golf or whatever it is. I need to hop in. See it day in and day out. Again, Americans typically want to retire together with their spouses because it's like one retires, one doesn't. And it's like, what am I going to do now? But again, it's leading back to that health insurance. Literally just had a client in our Exxon office again this past week who said, we're finally ready to hang it up. And what was the delay? She finally hit age 65. He's now age 67. So, again, um, our hope is, uh, again, as we talk about five reasons that Americans are retiring later in life, that doesn't need to be you. And, again, with all the different stories that we've taken you through today, our encouragement is to give us a call at 215-798-9088 and schedule that complimentary Your Retirement to Thrive session. We're more than happy to sit down with you and start giving you the years back on your life because we want you to thrive and, and flourish in what we call today your go-go years. And get registered, if you will, for one of the upcoming three workshops on at the Spring Mill Country Club on July 26th and then a couple of uh, workshops scheduled in the beginning of August at the Lambertville Station Inn. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. That's going to do it for this edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. On behalf of David Bazaar, on behalf of Brett Elam, and on behalf of Karen Bazaar, who I understand plans a great three-week trip to Italy, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show from Thrive Financial Services. If you're like most Americans, you have more questions than you do answers about what to do with your retirement savings. If you have a question about your IRA or your 401k, pension, or other tax-deferred accounts, if you have a question about reducing taxes, generating income, or filing for Social Security, whatever it is, David, Karen, and Brett are here to help. And often your questions can be answered in a simple phone call. Just call 215-798-9088. 215-798-9088. And so you know, no statements made during Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. The information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed here. David Bazaar, Brendy Lim, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm, office headquarters located in Fort Washington, and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings in Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners. If you'd like to learn more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. Today's program has been pre-recorded.